Hello there, and welcome to the Captain's Corner. I am retired police captain Colleen Hinchy of the Omaha Police Department, and this is my podcast called Captain's Corner in relation to my police reform website called bluesnitch.com. You should go check it out. It's quite humorous. Well, at least I think so. Um, I'd like to welcome you to this series. Um, today's show is called, Hmm, Why'd This Happen? And um, I'm going to kind of go over how bluesnitch.com came about and how this podcast came about. But it's going to give you a little background as to understand as to why it had to happen and what drove me to do it. So on that note, I'd like to just say that this is my opinion and it's just an opinion. And um, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. That's your opinion. And we can just live happily ever after and each have our own opinions. Uh, everyone on this show is, if I talk about them, is proven wait hope they get proved guilty in court oh wait no wait what is it no they're innocent until they are proven guilty in court or wait until proving okay you know what i mean they're innocent until proven guilty in court um and i would like to warn against anyone under the age of 19 listening to this i use explicit language and often we'll probably talk about some touchy subjects that children shouldn't be listening to or about. So move on at your own discretion. So on that note, a little brief background about me. I spent 23 years on the police department and I retired with honors and in good standing. I um, left a little earlier than planned because the police department would not remove a corrupt police officer from under my command. Her name at the time was Lieutenant Amy Otter, and she's on my webpage, bluesnitch.com. And she was working directly for me uh, as my evening lieutenant. And she was uh, being insubordinate and lacked complete capability of leading a C-shift crew, and I didn't feel safe leaving the citizens of Omaha in her hands either. And they, they being the chief, Todd Schmatter, here in, out, no, forever known as the Todd. Um, the Todd would not allow me to disciplining me. I tried to file an internal affairs complaint against her. They made me keep a, a line investigation, which I will explain that later um, in her own episode. Don't worry, Amy, you'll have your own. We'll get into some deep, dark secrets there. And, um, and then I left and I went out and lived my life and was getting kind of an underwear routine. And then I went to a friend's party 
And at that party was one of those good old boys that you guys are friends with, you know. I'm speaking to you, Mike Curd and Bed and Widener. You know, your friends. Not my friends. Your friends are the ones that told me everything. So I leave the police department out of protest. I go to this cop party, which it was nice seeing everybody. And uh, lo and behold, one of the good old boys is there and running his mouth around the campfire. And someone brings up about how Officer Mike Curd, the turd, just got a three-day suspension. And then he was working at the front desk. And so then the story unfolded by one of your friends that you had searched a phone or looked at a phone in an attempt to look at a pretty woman. I mean, who wouldn't look at a phone illegally under the Fourth Amendment to look at a pretty woman, right? And it was described to me as possibly a naked photo or something along the lines that was so shocking that when this attempt happened, that a fellow officer reported to them, had them, Mike, the curd, the turd, uh, to internal affairs. So, one, I was disturbed that somebody would be searching a phone without a warrant. But secondly, I was more disturbed of the fact that knowing how internal affairs works, that if a police officer turns in another police officer, the victim may never know. So that picture, and this is again, only from the story that I'm hearing, and this is all hearsay and just, this is the elephant. It's your friends. This is what your friends were telling me that night. Just keep that in mind. And that, You attempted to search the phone in order to get the date. But what I know is that if an officer turns you in, the person whose phone owns a phone may never have known that you even got in trouble for attempting to search their phone. Which means this is someone's mom, someone's sister, someone's daughter. Could be your daughter. Could be your sister. It could be you. Right now, currently, still be you. Because he did his three days and they put him back up in the unit. So here I am. Hearing this at this campfire. And knowing that there might be a possibility that this young girl, which again, we don't know her age. Could be 18, could be 17, could be 16. Don't know. Not saying she is, but this is in my brain. I'm going through, you know, what's the worst case scenario? Because I have to protect this person. This is why I'm doing this for her, for all of the girls out there whose phones are getting searched or their names are getting run. And women, they do this. Cops do this. Bad cops really do this. They will do traffic stops or accidents and they'll see that you're pretty or cute. And there's been known cases that officers will go and leave their number on the stop card that you get for the class or that they'll 
look up your name and number and call the house and husbands have picked up and cops have gone over to people's houses to take reports. And then the lady wakes up in the morning and their cops cooking breakfast for the daughter. Yeah, this happens people. And those are all just cases that I heard of rumors within the police department. So I literally almost vomited when I heard that and I couldn't let it go. It ate me up, ate me up, just mad as hell. So I do what every normal person would do, trying to get information from the police department. I filed what is known as a Freedom of Information Act or a FOIA. And in the state of Nebraska, if you want to look it up, that's under 84-712 and all the subsection below it. And... Basically, the police department has to have a public portal so that you can submit public questions and um, get information. That's how videos and, and things like that are released or pictures and stuff like that. So I start filing what I call FOIA requests left and right, trying to track down the exact nature of the story. And it's getting me nowhere because all they just keep saying is no, 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 no. So, but I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, not arguing about it. Just keep trying to ask different questions, trying to be the investigator. I am, I know what, I know how it works. I know what to look for, yada, yada, yada. So I take that upon myself and I start doing all this stuff and I get this email and it's from deputy chief Michelle Bang. And, um, it's an email from her personal account to me at my personal account. And there's some history with Michelle Bang and I, and I'll be all gone, gone over in her little episode as well. But let's just say that she sent me an email that tried to discourage me from filing my FOIA requests. And so I filed a, what I believe to be a criminal complaint, or I attempted to file a criminal complaint against Michelle, because I had previously told Michelle to leave me alone. And um, she has overstepped some boundaries before. And she couldn't help herself. She just couldn't help herself. And so I want to file, I file a uh, protection order, not protection order, harassment order against her. I get a show cause hearing. So there's, there's evidence there. I get a hearing and we go to this hearing and the judge says, are you willing to, you know, testify to all this? And, but I can only go off of, you know, what's in the paper. And I was like, well, no, I got so much more. I got to add. I didn't realize it was just in the paper. And then, you know, Michelle Bang goes on about, I won't, please just don't do it again. And I'm like, no, I want to, I want to follow she harassed me and you'll hear all about it in, in the episode, but I lost some friends over it, the whole episode with her. So it wasn't just a no harm, no foul kind of thing. Um, and I've lost more friends since then. <clears throat> and so I go to file a criminal report against Michelle Bang. 
and the police chief, Todd, won't even let me file a report. Like, okay, not even a criminal report. Okay. I ask him to file one when I do my criminal, my, my internal affairs interview. They won't file one. They said, and I quote, they've already talked to the city prosecutor and the city prosecutor said they won't prosecute. So then therefore there's really no need to do a report. But what I surmise to be the actual reason is because I told them outright that I wanted all the details of Michelle's harassment in the narrative so that when the media would review them, they could see that this was going on and her trying to discourage me from filing my FOIA request. So in an attempt to silence me, they just didn't take a report. So as of right now, as we speak, I have an internal affairs complaint pending against the chief. I don't know how they're going to handle it. He is violating city ordinance if he doesn't take my report. Um, and Todd, the Todd, you can call me. You still have my number if you want to know what ordinance I'm talking about. But there's an ordinance on what you're supposed to be doing. Look it up. <laughs> so anyway, um, they silenced me again. So they silenced me within the police department. They silenced me by not allowing me to have my day in court. Because if I can't take a report, then it, you're supposed to get a report, then go to warrant, and then you go to court. And if the judge doesn't want to issue the warrant, then that's fine. I would have done that. But I had enough, what I believed, to get a warrant. But I at least should have had a right to do that. And they're telling me to go and get the warrant, but the, the city prosecutor is saying, no, we're not going to give you the warrant. But they're like, but you can go get a warrant. And the city prosecutor is like, no, we're going to get give you a warrant. Now, this is already all planned, all talked about together before I even got up there. So the city prosecutor and that was just Kirk Coons, by the way, I believe. Kirk Coonsy? Coons? Coonsy? Um, he, uh, that's what I was told, by the way. Allegedly. Allegedly. Let me just be clear. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly he uh, spoke with the chief. That's what I was told. And that there was no point. And I was told that by deputy chief, Ken Kanger First shout out to you, Ken. Um, so uh, I was told that by him and, and the next thing I know, I, I'm not getting any report. I can't get anything done. So I'm deadlocked. And I'm like, well, you know what? Guess what I'll do? You can't silence me forever. So I started bluesnitch.com. Now, keep in mind, it started with a cop searching the phone, allegedly, in order to get a date with a woman, not knowing the age of the woman or the girl. It brought me to some concern. So I merely was asking questions in an attempt to figure out if the girl I was notified, what the actual case was actually about, why did he get the three-day suspension. So all those FOIA requests were just me nitpicking away at the story of what actually happened with Kurt the Turd and what went on. And after I put up 
my website, thebluesnitch.com, I was able just to figure out through bits and pieces from people and no, they weren't my friends again, guys, these are your friends. These are good cops among you at the union meetings. These are the good cops that are there. They're scared to come forward, but are at least brave enough to come tell me. Because I have the reputation of being honest and I have the reputation of standing by my word. And so when I say I would never divulge a source without their permission, it's the truth. So the real truth of the matter, which we're going to get in much more depth, apparently Kurt the turd was, uh, excuse me a second, I have a <clears throat> scratchy throat. No, it's not COVID. I promise. Not that you could catch it over the phone or the your phone, I'm assuming, or your computer or whatever. You know what I mean. You can catch something from somebody, though, can't you? <laughs> Anywho, um, I digress. I lost my train of thought. Scratchy throat will do that to you every time. Squirrel! Squirrel! <laughs> so... I guess in summary, in closing, there's a lot of people at the police department upset with me because they just think I'm doing this because I want to get back. And I'm in the words of Tony Connor, which is disgruntled Tony. Is that what you called me? I'm not. I'm not at all. Again, I love OPD. I love OPD. I loved, um, I loved being able to help people. I loved catching bad guys. I loved serving my community. But I didn't like the way the current staff is running the department. So, in summary, I love police officers. I hate bad cops. I did this because I found out that a bad cop attempted to search a phone illegally. You get a picture of a phone. And I wanted to protect that person whose phone possibly got searched. And if you hate me because of that, then go right ahead because you weren't my friend to begin with. I'm fighting for you. I'm fighting for the officer, the good officer that never got the specialty job because you weren't friends with the chief. I'm fighting for that citizen on the street that got their car towed when we really didn't need to. I'm fighting for the good cops that are trying to speak out in police departments and make a change for the better, but just get beat down. 
So this is what gives me the right. <laughs> I hope you enjoy my future stories and the way it's going to play out is I'm going to cover each section and each person's going to get their own little day in shame. And there's some people that are going to be added. I just recently had somebody, I believe, recommended for termination. Again, I have to, you know, verify sources. But please, if you have any questions, you want to submit anything to me, um, I'm taking walls of fame and walls of shame. Any walls of shame must be accompanied by supporting evidence. And any walls of fame, I'd be love to hear about and post a positive experience of a cop that uh, was able to whistleblow and make a change happen. So, again, my name is retired Captain Colleen Hinchy, and this is my little captain's corner at bluesnitch.com, and I appreciate you listening. Bye!